Welcome to another episode of Mick and Ori's Classic Cars. I'm Mick. And I'm Ori. Hi, Ori. We've got the boys back. They're driving with Dixon, first time rallying. Pep and Charlie, welcome again. Boys. Thanks, lads. What did you think, guys? Unbelievable. It was an unreal experience. Yeah, better than what you expected. 100%. It was um, a little bit nerve-wracking, but I was lucky to have Pep here to um, sort of take us through. We only missed one turn. For and day one? From day one. That's pretty good. Now, well, we, we, did, we did follow you guys in, in the wrong direction, so we, but we, we're not counting that. <laughs> no, no, I know, I know that. And so I called experts. Yeah, well, I was, ex, I was navigating that day, and I did say to my driver, straight, straight, straight ahead, and he said, there's five cars that just turned left. I'm following them. I yeah. said, well, you do what you like. And yeah. the next minute we went the wrong way. So. <laughs> and, so, and the mistake we made there, though, is the rule is you should just don't worry about that. Just go where you have to go and not follow the others, yeah, even gotcha. though – we're trying to follow. Yeah, we're trying to herd the sheep in, but yep. we couldn't do it. So, big rule, go by the book, follow your gut. The book never lies. Does doesn't lie, <coughs> just um, it sometimes there's a couple of things in there. Well, that, that, I know which one you're talking about, and that yep. was on day three of the rally where we all missed that turn where it said straight on. But when we went back and did it in the afternoon, yep. it makes it sense. It makes sense. sense. The, way, it the road actually on. does go straight on. So, yeah, they say... <laughs> Follow the book, obviously, because otherwise you could ruin your whole tour. Because if you get caught behind and then then can't get back into your uh, category that you're driving with, you miss that stage. You can miss the stage or when they do a regroup, you can actually get in the regrouping in the right spots. Pep, I was going to ask you you a question. In the the book, it's it's got points where it's got a sharp turn or a bridge or a narrow bridge, but there's a lot of spots that doesn't show all the bends. Did you notice that? Well, particularly in the closed stages, Mick, I wasn't really, you know, focusing on the book. I was letting Charlie do his work. It's funny, Charlie's <laughs> had a good line, Druna, when on the windy roads through the hills, and I was like to Charlie, gee, Charlie, you're unbelievable through the hills. And he was saying, it's all the car, mate, it's all <laughs> the car. So, yeah, now, it, it is tricky to follow that book, though, Mick. Like, but, you know, once we got the hang of it and got the, learned how to use the rally safe, it was much easier. And then day two, day three, it was funny because something Brad, who was – out to a lead or whatever he was he was telling us by day three when the rally's over you already have the hang of it and and you won day four funnily enough yep that was the case you know (laughs) and i think it's 100 percent. pep touched on it the rally safe is so fantastic in the car because it does help with with reading the book no because it's got the uh, trip trip meter yeah so it's perfect sets and 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 all that sort of stuff but we didn't we were looking at the wrong side of the book, and we yeah. thought so. We thought the the kilometers on the uh, rally safe were counting up, and then the kilometers on the we're book were counting, counting down. down. So we're like, "How the hell are you supposed to do this?" And yeah. like, I was sitting there, like, and so we were guessing, like, "Well, is this it?" Is, and then we'll, we're waiting the last minute until so the people behind us would have been just watching me just rip, rip off the off. road, going, trying to do mass. <laughs> trying to do mass. Once you work out the way that oh, the yeah. book reads, counting down and. <laughs> They're really safe <laughs> counting up. It does make it a lot easier. And yep. I think, you know, the beauty I found in navigating, and I do enjoy it now, was Target Tasmania was different because it actually had every turn in the Reese notes or the, you know, the guide that had the book, every turn, where this did not have every turn. No. Nick. I think a lot of the professional navigators do make their own Reese notes, notes or yep. whatever, they paste notes, yep. where they do uh, – a reconnaissance and go through every corner before the rally 
and yeah. say this one's got a bit of a dip in it, this one's got, you know, so they go through that different than what we would Well, do I found it was difficult, you know, at the beginning when it says straight on, straight on, but it's actually not straight on. The roads were left and right, left and right, left yeah. and right for two kilometres. So then Mick and I came up with one where he goes, I'm not going to read anything out. Yeah. Just follow, just drive. So yeah, for the yeah. next two, th- 2.3 kilometres or three kilometres, hey, that's all up to you as the driver. No, co- no commands. Yeah. No commands. And Only it was, when it comes to the tight ones as per the book. And it was, it, there was so much easier. But I, I will say this. So the morning of the first rally, day one of the rally, you guys still look pretty nervous. Oh, we were, um, we were packing it pretty much. Well, <laughs> I was, I know. I was, I was so nervous. Like when, even when we're driving out and like, they had little gaps in the in the two and the leaders and followers and like you left and I was like oh shit I want to stay on Ori's ass like, I want to <laughs> want to follow them and then the late one lady's telling me to stop the other another, one, the other one's telling same. me to hurry the hell up and it's like holy hell all right and then so then then we lost you and then we're like right babe, where where the hell are we going mate where are we going and, and anyone then, that knows me I'm very bad with my directions so <laughs> I was that nervous and Dicko was nervous so to see Dicko nervous made me even more nervous and he got 15 or so supercars behind. You were following your lead. And you are the so, leaders. So yeah. <laughs> that was even worse than our situation where we were yeah. the followers. Which and I the think thing, the thing is as well, you're in a McLaren GT. Yeah. So it's no slouch. Oh, so yeah. people are thinking that you've got it all under control. You know what you're doing. You've yep. done it before. He's done this they before, don't know. Right? They come up to me and like even throughout the whole rally, they're like, Oh, so what car are you in? And I'm like, Oh, the blue GT. Oh, you're you're our leader. So who's driving that? And I'm like, Oh, I am. <laughs> and they're like, Oh, are you? It's like, yeah, yeah, I've been driving this whole time, yep. Yeah, it's been me. And, and that's day one. I don't know if you noticed day one, but and it's, it gets so much better by day three. Yeah. So that's you're 100% me. Wish it went longer. But day one, everyone's trying to overtake each other and they're moving, you know, yeah. it's not fast enough. I want to go quicker. I'm too slow. Uh, what am I doing? And people get out of sync. Yeah. But it, when they learn by day two, just stay in order, stay yeah. in your group, relax, yeah, go, go where you want in your life for yeah, pace. Yeah, and I think that's what happens. Like even in the afternoon of the first day, people did move within their group to see which car they better off yeah. in front of or behind. Yeah, yeah. So you got similar pace. And that way you're more comfortable rather than getting frustrated. When you know that everyone's not moving, yeah. it's so much easier to 100%. follow. I, and. I, I agree. I just, think, and plus, if you just follow the leader and don't try to like come round them and then like go racing up the inside and all that sort of stuff, you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and I get frustrated with that too. And it happens. It's during the transit stages. Yeah, that's that's the when you've got to go through tra- uh, traffic lights and things like that. People they lose. They lose focus, I believe, and they want to overtake you and things like And that's where it all gets out of whack. Yeah. But there's no the hurry. Way. There's no oh, need to not. go through red lights. It's just just go there, read your book. Once you get to the the closed stage, then you can regroup a little bit because you can always move in yeah, front or whatever. Exactly. So now, there's no dramas there. So then we meet at the first lunch stop and you guys look calm. Yeah. You did look calm. You look like you had it under control. Yeah, it all uh, Things just started to make sense, I believe, for both of you guys. Yeah, pretty what much. What to expect. We, yeah, and like... We started like looking at the looking at the book and and knowing and I know knew a few of the roads and stuff like that as well. So I was like, all right, I know where we're going. I know where this is, and um, yeah, it, it was good. And yeah. like, yeah, you get the the lunch stop and you're like, all right, oh yeah, we can handle this. We're all right. You getting know, more comfortable. Getting more comfortable. Well, it's a funny thing. Me and Charlie were saying, you know, so 
We actually, the first day, so as you're saying, with the directions and the kilometres, this many kilometres to the next turn, we didn't read that the whole first day. So we were just guessing. I was like, oh, do you reckon you've driven four kilometres, Charlie? I reckon you've got to go left in about a couple of metres. So you didn't look at the book at all? We didn't look at the left-hand side of the book the whole first day. Oh, that's day. right. You were looking yeah. at the countdown yeah. kilometres. So, yeah, so if so, we were saying, only to miss one turn of the first day. We were pretty proud of ourselves. You did well. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Yeah. And then day two, day three, Mick and Ori were getting lost more than we were. So, Well, I don't know about day two. It was day <laughs> no, three. Lost day day three. three we did a little yeah. bit. Um, I, there was one stage where you were turning the book upside down and trying to – I don't know what you were doing. Squiggly well, line, squiggly it, line. Squiggly line. <laughs> that was an interesting call, squiggly line, squiggly, squiggly. Hey, I'm not used to navigating. I'm not used to navigating. He's a driver. He's a driver, <laughs> definitely a driver. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Charlie, you're driving the McLaren, <laughs> yeah. all right? Now – you got more and more used to it. I could tell, you know, from looking at it, because you were behind us, of course, in the, as a tour leader, you got more and more comfortable with the car? Yeah, absolutely. What I mean, changed? I think because I'd done a lot of the roads as well on my Harley and I, I knew even like new, because when you're on a bike, <coughs> excuse me, when you're on a bike, you actually know where the holes are and you know where like, I suppose, where, which side of the, which road, side to, of the yeah. road to be on and all that sort of stuff. And I sort of found, found a groove with the car as well. And not that like you needed to sort of do that with a car like that, where you sort of hit it, you put it into track mode and the car is just sort of mental, you know, like, and um, it, uh, yeah. And I just sort of found a groove and um yeah, I came up behind you guys pretty quick. Couple times. You did on, on <laughs> yeah. day day three. He was you were right up there. So you that, caught us, and, and there was a there was only a and there was a reasonable gap to start off. So you caught us pretty quick. But there were there was on the second first and second day the guys on the four five eight they weren't there on the third day. Yeah, they weren't there on the 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 spider. Yeah, they the, left. The spider, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but they were on my hammer the first two days, and that like that sort of pushing because you got the rally safe. You can only go to. 80, 80, 80 yeah. K. 80 or street sign, yeah? Yeah, 80 or street sign. And, yeah, even pushing that, like, a little bit is is um, you, you're going to do that, but then you get a text message saying you're going too fast and all that yep. sort of stuff. So, you know, you feel the pressure from the, those people behind it because they want to, you know, like, they've got a supercar as well and they're trying to – they want to – Everyone wants to try and maximise yeah. their Yeah, maximise their, 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 their fun and all that sort of stuff. But 80 Ks through those roads was – is, is fast enough. Sometimes you can't even do that. That's well, right. So twisty. You, yeah, correct. I don't know if you noticed in the book, it says average speed of this stage may be 32.k, yeah. uh, 32 kilometres an hour. Yeah. And we're doing 80. Trying to do we're 80. Trying to do trying 80. Trying to do yeah. 80. Yeah, exactly. And then you realise, wow, how do you, how do, you yeah. do this? And yeah. the boys behind you that you're talking in the 458 Spider, that's uh, Ralph and uh, Ford, and they've been doing it for a few years. Yeah. So yeah. those guys know they how to drive great, and though. they got used to they used to their car. So exactly. it's but easy to keep up. They were, they were good. Every time coming out, like we'd finish the stage, everyone's got their thumbs up, yeah. like having a good time. And then, yeah, like you said, by the end of the day, end of the rally with the last three days, I had there was a couple of uh, a McLaren behind me and and then um a couple of lotuses they they found their way up the end there yeah. and um we sort of moved away from the pack as well so it was it was really good and and they came up to me afterwards and they're like loved you later on the on the, this whole time so you made it really 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 fun so which was good yeah, yeah and that is important exactly yeah. right once everyone like i said everyone finds their groove everyone yeah. gets more comfortable with each other the camaraderie just seems to build and yeah. you know you just saw it when we stopped at uh bridgewater the oval there. Yeah, How yeah. wonderful was that? that Sensational. Was you know? Now, what about the all-gate stage, the, the street oh, circuit yeah. in the all-gate stage? But it was like mini Mount Panorama oh, when no, we right. went through there. How great was that? <laughs> that was good. You know, so the crowds came out. You just yeah. felt special doing it, didn't you? Absolutely. Yeah. Like, yeah, the the people that came through all-gate, 
and that little stage there through like the pine trees yeah. and that the echo of the cars would just was just awesome and everyone cheering and clapping it was, yeah, uh, it they're was on a, a bit time. of a grandstand it was fantastic and pep i mean you navigated the whole time i mean yeah. with me and ori ori let me drive his car which is nice of him so we did a day and a half each sort of thing which was which was great but in your case did were you feeling that geez i'd like to drive Oh, yeah, obviously there's that urge to drive. I mean, you see Charlie, he's having the time of his life in there, and you're like, gee, I'd love to drive this car. But to be honest, me, I loved my time as a navigator. Me and Dicko had a great time in the closed stages during transit, you know. It's fantastic to just be in that car, you know. Not many people get the opportunity to even be in a car like that. So just sit in the passenger seat and watch Dicko enjoying himself, and I was enjoying myself. Oh, sensational. And, you know, something I'd like to do in the future, I guess, become a driver. Yeah. And, and the other thing is, is apart from driving or navigating, to see all the smiles on people's faces I was just going to say watching the people enjoying the event was so rewarding Oh, kid, so little rewarding. kids come out. We gave some stickers away, some Mick and Ori stickers, <laughs> we, of course. We actually ran out of <laughs> yeah. stickers. But anyway. <laughs> you you know, that was good. Oh, well, yeah, the Mick and Ori stickers are out there. It's funny you say Mick and Ori and Dicko because, you know, as great as the rally is and the driving is, I think the other element to it is the relationships you form. Oh, no doubt. You know, you've got a big credit to Zagami Adelaide, obviously, for the morning 10. I was saying to you guys beforehand, before the podcast, say how great it is, you know, you rock up there early in the morning, have a cup of coffee, a biscuit, you know, talk fruit. about the day, fruit. Yeah. No, the hospitality by the Zagami oh, group. Yeah, Chris Jarma did the catering and coffee in the morning yeah. from Jarma's kitchen. Uh, Zagami, you know, once again to Scott, Adrian and the team. Yeah. Phenomenal effort. What about and all the rally organisers, all uh, the volunteers out there? They standing the out police, in the sun all, all the day. Fire, yeah. All the, you know, start-stop people. J- just phenomenal event. And he always said to Mick, the closing of roads, the opening of roads. Yeah. And there's only – Brad was telling me, the roads are only closed for a certain period. Yeah. Then they reopen. Yeah. So once that last group goes through, those roads are back, uh, those roads are back, back open. open. Yep. So if there's an incident and things like that, they can't reopen those roads. That's it. So That's it, done. Yeah. It, throws, it throws normal commuters out of whack. So, you know, huge, huge uh, effort to organise. Oh, yeah. How about with the starting stage at the top of – uh, Montcute there where we're in front of people's driveways. Yeah, yeah, exactly. for sure. And yeah. they're trying to get out. They're, they're trying frustrated. to get out in the morning, you know. <laughs> yeah, phenomenal. See, you know. Yeah. yeah truly hats off. I know, right? The time and uh, like the thinking to go into just putting that event together and having the amount of cars that they have to throw into something like that. You think like, yeah, that'd be sick to be able to do something like that. But it's like, holy hell, imagine the people, the time and everything to organise that to the councils. Imagine the councils. Yeah, that's right. Dealing I mean, with all be, them. It's a logistical and nightmare. The and councils would be the hardest thing to even, like, I find it hard dealing with them, dealing with my council at home. I don't know how you deal with For them. one For one tree. Exactly. <laughs> imagine dealing with like no. 30 to 40 of them. Tim Possingham and the team at uh, Adelaide Rally have done an amazing job. And they've only got a small team, Mick. I was talking to Hataf Rashid from... Uh, uh, tourism SA and SA, uh, SA events and it's only a small team and it's phenomenal what they achieve what yeah they well they've done. done it for a few years in one manner or another but over 400 cars Mick they yeah. say it's the biggest rally in the world of its uh, of its kind the Adelaide rally our cars the 50 in the Zagama group valued at over 35 million dollars <laughs> I think the whole group or everyone it was like over a hundred million dollars worth yeah, of cars that's ridiculous just crazy for adelaide south australia yeah, it's a brilliant event you know brilliant event so there's one thing though i said to these about these boys being nervous and things like that i mean i had driven i've driven a couple of the rallies as you know but i didn't drive in the last one in march i only was a navigator i tell you the night before i knew i was going to drive the following day i was nervous i could not sleep <laughs> yeah. Because I was starting to doubt myself, I'm like, can I drive through? And, and I know we've driven these roads 
And now we've got both sides of the road. Yeah, but you've got pressure behind you too because you're looking after some people. You're looking after some – but I was nervous that night. I thought, geez, can I actually drive the car like that? And Wonderful. It's a great experience. So for all the drivers out there that haven't driven in a rally or taken your car on a track day – Get out and do it. Absolutely. Get out and, and do it. And what's good about this one here, we had the opportunity to buy some fancy um, camera work equipment. Wow. So we can put some of that up there. We will put some on Instagram. The vision for those Ray-Ban, I think they're called Ray-Ban Facebook glasses. The, That's what the, the Wayfarers. Wayfarers. And, um, well, you know. Anyway, I'm not sure, but <laughs> we have got some footage from the passenger seat <laughs> and then moving the head up. But, yeah, unbelievable when you see that footage through the glass of what you're actually seeing driving those stages. Just brilliant. Yeah, Just brilliant. So, and, and how many people take photography shots oh, everywhere? Yeah. It's yeah. amazing. Actually, Charlie, another thing I wanted to ask you, I mean, you were in the McLaren GT and uh, let's face it, it's, you know, it's a, it's a supercar. Of yep. one way or another. You, yeah, you supercar, full stop. Full stop. Uh, now, you take your Monaro through the hills <laughs> with, with 700-odd horsepower. How many horsepower? It's probably It's uh, about 840, I think. Okay, it's 840 horsepower. Now, so that's got more than that McLaren GT. Yep. So driving, first... driving one compared to the other, yep. what can you tell us? Um, what can – it's – so would you take your Monaro through the hills? I have done, yeah, a couple of times. It, yeah. Not at high speed, though. Not at high, it, it doesn't have ABS braking. Okay. And um, I felt like, which I forgot about when the first time I took oh, it So you, you've taken that off then, have you? Uh, ABS. Yeah. They would have come out with it ABS. It came out with that, but yeah. I, no, I didn't have enough room. Didn't have enough room. Yeah. Right. Yeah. For piping and all that sort of stuff. I mean, it is there. Yep. It's there, I mean. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it's, um, yeah, no, the, the difference is like, I don't know. I can't explain it because is a sledgehammer compared to a uh, I don't know, like a sewing needle or something. I don't, I don't know if that's even yeah, a good analogy there, Dick. <laughs> I like that one. Um, but yeah, no. My I explain it <clears throat> to a couple of people. Who said I'm not used to being able to sit in the car, go around a corner, and still be sitting in the same position. Yes. Where yep. I'll go around a corner in a car, and I'm nearly sort of. Touching the other door, or when I'm trying to wheel around and all that yep. sort of stuff, just because the cars I've I've sort of got aren't, aren't meant to go around corners; they're more yep. meant straight to go line. straight line. But um, yeah, it doesn't it hasn't stopped me from taking it to the bend. And when it was manual, I, I did a bunch of runs um up to the up to the bend, and we did did Malala as well. And so that's a circuit. So you actually yeah, did the circuit did, right in I the Monaro. Um, in the Monaro, yeah, we, there was a because the bend did the um, off the street speed. Yep, and um, I took Ollie Wines and Tom Cleary up there when I had a GS Ute, which is the engine I pulled out of that is in my F truck. And yeah, I said let's go do a track day. They've said come up and do a track day. I'll drive Monaro. You you boys drive the Ute. And um, so yeah, like they went out and having a blast in this Ute. I put brand new brakes on it for just for that track day because I've done I did one with another mate in it, and it was so much fun. But Went through a brand new set of brakes <laughs> in that. Monaro's got really good brakes on it. Yeah, and I let the boys drive that as well. And, uh, yeah, the video, it's actually on my YouTube. It is hilarious. Like, I watched a little clip came up as a memory just the other day and watching Ollie trying to drive my car. He actually went from first to second back to first oh, down the main straight. Oh, and, no. Um, and the boys... We've just pulled, we just pulled it apart and we actually it actually broke three valve springs because it revved so hard. Of course. So I had like valve float when I was on the dyno 
And um, that was over a year and a half ago, nearly two years that it'd been just, I've been beaten on it with uh, three broken valve springs in it. <laughs> so now it's going to perform a lot better. Yeah, now, now, and then I took it to roll race and, and it is mint. It is so good until I cooked an alternator. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and with stuff like that, so you wouldn't have had a rev limiter on it then? On, on the, your Monaro? No. I'd, I'd taken all the safety stuff off. Like the Helltech has all the safety stuff in it. But we'd, so I went to roll racing and then there was a faulty sensor and it was just wasn't letting me go. So one of my mates there from uh, Design Wire, he just said, you, are you sure you want me to do this? And I'm like, yeah, turn it all off. I said, I don't care if I blow it up, blow it up. And he turned everything off and it's been sweet ever since. There you go. <laughs> yeah, there was one thing though that you did say, Mick. Some of those supercars, the new hypercars, where they're Lamborghini Aventadors, yeah. uh, the McLaren 720Ss, or a lot of paddle shifts out there. The car is actually doing the work on the track for a lot of these people. Driving. <laughs> Here we go. Hey? Well, <laughs> I think, Mick, when we look at the old school gated shifter, you're driving, baby. Well, yeah. let's 100%. face it. There was one guy that came up to, to your car when you were driving yeah. and had a look in there and said, oh, that's a gated shifter. And he goes, how are you going around the corners through the hills with that? How are you driving that around the hills? So I agree. There's a lot you. more work. I think – yeah, I actually thought about that and I was just like, I'm – I'm moving here and all I'm doing is move. like oh, we're going to speed and all I'm doing is moving me left and right Correct. finger. The cars are doing a lot for you. Yeah, yeah and exactly I right. said that's what I said to us. He's like, that was unbelievable, Dicko. You're driving so <laughs> good on my mate. This car, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this car is ridiculous. Yeah. And then I'm like looking I'm like, because Ori's car sounds unbelievable. But probably, if not the best car- sounding car at the rally that I heard, it is mental. And being behind it was awesome. We got to see him launch pretty much nearly every time. But yeah, I was like, yeah, oh shit, he's got to, you know, and come down a few gears and then rip around a corner. And um, I was like, yeah, you, that'd uh, sort of few, few out for sure. <laughs> well, you miss a gear every now and then Absolutely. or you're in the wrong gear around yep. a corner and you can't. Th- so you, yeah, I find that you have to concentrate a lot more. Yeah. I mean, we've driven a 458, you know, with pace through the hills and with the, with the paddles, it is a lot easier and yep. the cars are, you know, more controllable, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. And I've got all the safety features on there. I mean, hats off to to uh, Mr. Hardy driving his 400i. <laughs> How good was that? 1977. That thing, V12, yeah. no ABS braking. And yeah. that sat no, fairly flat. No, I, hey, I said to Andy. Wasn't I said, blowing smoke. No, it wasn't was blowing really smoke. Good. Had some pickup and go. So, you know, some cars out there, when you see those classics getting thrown around the, the um, track, it's com- <laughs> phenomenal, phenomenal effort. I've got to go back to the noise. Pep, did you hear that little air bath? The oh, Fiat Abarth. Sensation when the boys are rocking up in the morning. Unbelievable. Popping and Popping fart spitting. And fart. <laughs> Unbelievable. So that they've thing. changed. They've got two exhausts on that. Two Abarth. exhausts. One is uh, a non street one. He's got the street legal one, which is fair enough. But for the track, he's got straight pipes only half the way. And uh, it sounds phenomenal for a little four cylinder turbo. <laughs> Incredible. So that car there, we talked about, uh, Charlie, you talked about the Ori's car and the tube exhaust and how good it is in, in terms of sound. The other one was the Abarth. In the tour group, I mean, of course, yep. the competition yep. cars is a different story again. And uh, the other one, what about Steve in his in his Lambo? Oh, that Lambo straight pipe, <laughs> straight yeah. pipe, straight Lamborghini. Pipe. That was yeah. light. You knew he had arrived. Yeah, <laughs> you knew he was leaving. You knew where he was any stage. Pretty much, and because he was late pretty much most mornings <laughs> as well. But, yeah, he just had it tuned and put straight pipes on it. And uh, this is the Aventador V12, and it is absolutely mental. Yeah, how that, and just so it just pull up and... Rev it to about 10,000. It'd be so funny if there was a new car behind him, like in the tour group. They'd, they'd just sort of like, you'd be lining 
lining up to go out of like an oval or something like that and he'd sit there and the kids would come up and rev it and he'd rev it and a big bloody two foot flame would come ripping out of the exhaust and then you'd watch the people in the cars going oh holy crap and they get out and have a look see if they're burnt in front of their car (laughs) he has some fun Steve he's good he's good value need people like that out there absolutely you mentioned one thing you said you did some of these roads on your motorbike yes is that daunting how far is you going on your motorbike your Harley yeah, well, th- that's the thing. It's a Harley, so you're not going too too fast. But yeah, you can. You definitely still can. Because there's some tight corners there, roads and things like that. To do it on a motorbike would be completely different again. Yeah, I think with the motorbikes as well. I mean, if it's not a closed ride road and blind corners, you've got to stick on your side. Yeah. But the problem is, you're sticking on your side, but you're leaning over the line. That's right. Yeah. Which is quite dangerous, that's I think, sometimes with the cars going the other way. Yeah. Well, see, I'm not leaning over that hard, uh, that far on a, on um, a Harley. street yeah. glide Harley. You know, yeah. like you, <laughs> the pegs are, are touching the ground if you get it anywhere near the sort of ground. So it's mainly like a leisurely drive. But sometimes you can push it a little bit, but. Other than that, like, yeah, you just don't want to. I mean, you can ride a Harley pretty much flat out anyway, and you're not going anywhere. <laughs> so you've just bought a new Harley. You showed us tonight. You've rocked up on the new Harley. We'll put that on our Instagram also. What is it, Dick? It's a, um, it's a, ro- uh, what is it? Yeah, Road King. I just ro- bought a Road King. 2017 model, got 9,000 Ks on it. I've, uh, I've, I've been wanting to get in another bike for ages, and thought um, now I'm up in the hills uh, just in case I run late to training. I can <laughs> jump on the bike and rip down the traffic and uh, get there on time. So it looks good. Nah, I it mean, fantastic. it looks brand new. It's you sat on the old. bike. It suits you. I nearly <laughs> took it for a ride, but I haven't got a licence, so I thought I'd better not. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> and if it dropped, I wouldn't be able to pick it up, so forget that. <laughs> so I'm going to ask one question before we finish off. Pep, if you are to do the rally again, what car would you like to do it in? <sighs> Same question is going to come to you. I'll give you a hint. I've got a hint for him. He wants to learn a manual. Fantastic. So, so it's going to be a gated shifter. Is it Pep or not? Oh, I well, think it has to be. I, look, I'd love to do it with my dad. I think it'd be fantastic. You and him had uh, great fun. What do you like, mean do it with your dad? What about McInory then? Well, yeah, I know that's the thing. You guys so are like kids in a three-seater, we need a three-seater car. Ferrari. Yeah, we need a couple two. of cars. Yeah. But yeah, no, Dicko's my partner, so whatever he wants to do, I'm happy to be his navigator. (laughs) Well, the thing is, the the Zagami boys won us back. I think we can say that, so it would be good good. to... We'll be doing it again. So what car? Your dream car to do it in, have a think, Dicko? Um, If you could pick any car, you saw them all out there. Well, I love watching um, JP leave in his 720S. 720S, yeah. That would be pretty awesome to do that. But then also, I love that... uh, the new 991 GT3 that was there. Yeah, yeah. Um, that white one. Julian's. Yeah, his, that was uh, Julian Newton's. Or even... Um, I had 900 kilometres on there. Brand That's new. Respect. Brand, brand new. Brand new. Let's whack it around. Flogged it. And Brilliant. He's a ripper bloke and hopefully I can get him on my channel. Yes. Which would be good because that that car and even... In, if I a GT2 would be amazing as well. Like yeah, RS, that's, that's another GT2. level again. So they're mental and, uh, yeah, just to have something... That's ready to kill you around every corner. It would be something awesome to have uh, have a have, have a, a go in. Mick, and, oh well, I I would actually pick the Lotus. Yep, that's what to me think. that Lotus exceeds. You know, manual the noise. The that's what I want to do because it into. I think because of the Adelaide Hills, a smaller car yep. would be better suited. You can mm. see the Lotuses and the you know the Porsches, the, but the Lotus particularly, I think it's a well, it's not a gated shift. It's a manual. Yeah. Plenty of power. I mean, not to 60 in 3.5 seconds. Very quick. You yeah, know, I'd love to do there's it There's a lot of them. Uh, actually, I don't even know who won it. Who won the uh, rally this the week? Dodge the Dodge Viper. The Viper won and, uh, The Lotus. No, the, Porsche came second, Porsche I think. Porsche came second. And the Lotus um, must be up there somewhere. But anyway. Yeah, um, Dodge Viper won it again. Giuseppe, 
What I are you picking? I just remembered uh, we had a silver pista there on the weekend. Oh, oh that's oh, hey, yeah, yeah. nothing wrong with pista, that. Pista Pilotti. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a, you know, invitation only car. Well, Beautiful maybe you car. can ask Adrian. Yeah, maybe. I yeah. think that's the one. But look, <laughs> if I want to do it again, I want to do it with Charlie. So whatever Charlie wants to do, I'm happy. Yeah, Charlie wants to do it, it in the Pista Pilota too. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't <laughs> mind doing it in the Pista. That thing was beautiful. It Absolute was. Phenomenal anyway, car. look, it's great having you back. And look, we look forward to another rally with you guys. And uh, look. So it's a thumbs up for the rally, yeah? Oh, you absolutely. guys will do it again? Amazing. Absolutely. Great. In a heartbeat. One yeah. experience. Anyway, we're going to leave it there. Thanks, Pep. Thanks, Charlie. Thanks, Ori. Thanks, Um and, of course, you can catch us on the show at mickandori at gmail.com and we'll be on Instagram and TikTok and maybe some YouTube video of the McLaren and the rally part, parts of the rally. But uh, like always, remember, if your car's not a classic... It will be one day. Thank you. Thanks, Thank you. guys. Cheers.